8World.net presents an exclusive interview with Amanda Tapping, Colonel Samantha Carter of Stargate SG-1. Hi, my name is Denise, and I am interviewing Amanda Tapping on behalf of 8World.net. Woohoo! Yes! You ever... Sometimes you say you come and play. I do come and play. Well, I don't play. I just... I read. I don't mm -hmm. interact. I, I don't have the... <laughs> I don't have the, the net savvy to get myself hooked up in that way. But I do, I do go on. That's it's in my bookmark, Gate World. Well, that's nice. Bookmark bar. Yeah. yeah I know right. enough about computers to know that I have a bookmark <laughs> bar, and the Gate World's on it. And I click it, and the site comes up. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> someone comes to play. Sarah, uh, I know there's a lot of the Samantha girls downstairs. Yeah. They wanted me to tell you that it is uh, 56,000 posts and a million pages. Wow. Second only to the Sam and Jack thread, which they're really proud of. Yeah. <laughs> they're okay. amazing, these guys, girls. Yeah, and the, the ones that aren't here right now are having fun with the trivia contest. They're talking, asking each other questions back and forth and having fun. At the same time, they're badgering us in absentia for... Are you vlogging hey. at night to tell um, people what's going on? I've told them a little here cool. and there. And, you know, little tidbits here and there just enough to... Keep them mad at me. Twerk. Yes. <laughs> and some of them actually, they gave me some of the questions. Oh, good. So, the first one I have is from Mandy. And she wants to know, is it difficult to be playing the same character for 10 years, or do you ever get the itch to try something totally different? Absolutely, I get the itch. And I'm hoping to have the opportunity to do that soon. Um, part of the beauty of playing a character for 10 years is that you... You get to you get to have a full evolution. Mm -hmm. It's not like a short-term movie or something. There's there's been such an amazing character arc for Carter, up and down, and her family relationships and her personal relationships and her work. And it, it, we've had we've come to see a fully realized human being over the course of ten years, which is a luxury. Right. Um, part of me worries that playing the same character for too long is stiffening up certain acting muscles. So mm -hmm. I'll go take classes just to make sure that I keep everything everything happening. But it's a gift as an actor, and we can't complain. I mean, I, I've, I've had a steady gig. It's mm -hmm. allowed me to have a family. It's allowed me to stay in the same city, whereas I was kind of nomadic before. So it's, it's nice. It's nice. I have a home, and my daughter has a solid home, and my husband and I have, you know, we have a life outside of it. So and I don't think if I hadn't played the same character and done a series for that long, I would have had that luxury. Yeah. So it's pretty, you know... And as much as people go, aren't you bored? It's like, yeah, but look what it's afforded me. It's afforded me a family and a, a normal, a sense of normality in my life, mm -hmm. which I would never have had. So, yeah, that's a good, yeah. And season 10, everything, well, season 9, everything sort of got turned on this year. Yes. But also um, season 10. And because you said this or not, how they've had a lot of fun with Cameron and Sam and who's the boss. And has, yeah. I know that I think you said before that you and and have tried to work out back and forth. Yeah, I mean, the way that it's, it's written is that Mitchell is the leader of SG1. Mm -hmm. He's the one who brings the team back together. Whether that makes sense from a fan perspective or even logically that he's brought in to become in charge of the team is sort of irrelevant. I, I have to admit, when I first found out that they were bringing in somebody to be the leader of SG1 as opposed to just bringing in a new member, I was kind of put off. Mm -hmm. But... It makes sense in a lot of ways, and what, what Ben's character has said in the course of the series is, I'm not in charge of anything. 
And Carter and I are the same way. She has her areas of expertise, I have mine. I certainly can't boss Daniel around, and I can't boss Silk around. I'm in charge of nothing. We're just a cohesive unit. And the fact that we all sort of recognize that the characters all sort of recognize their own strengths right. and their own weaknesses makes it. And nobody so There's no that. power struggle. <laughs> and nobody can tell Bella what to do. At all. Which can be a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> Has it been, I know season nine, you said how tough it was coming back late and then having to deal with the baby. Has it been easier with her older and well, it, a little it, more time or less time? It's partly, th it's partly that. I mean, I came back with a six-week-old baby four episodes into the season, and I mean, I was just completely overwhelmed. Um, coming back this year is way easier. Plus, starting at the beginning, and it's a whole new team, and, you know, Claudia is there regularly, so we, it's a whole new dynamic. So starting at the beginning of the season with that new dynamic made all the difference in the world. It's a way more cohesive team. And, the, you know, Olivia is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I was still breastfeeding her up until July, so right. I still had the same sort of demands on me. But I wasn't exclusively breastfeeding her. I could feed her, which I do. So uh, it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't as intense. And you know, to some extent, Claudia's kind of taken your place because she was coming yeah. with a little bitty baby. Yeah. And so she's trickling down. Um, from uh, Shelley. What was the most challenging thing about working on the set of Stargate? I think, honestly, the, the physicality of shooting exteriors in Vancouver in the winter in the rain is physically and emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, the challenge is really in keeping it fresh after 10 years, is trying to keep it real and interesting and, and be honest and give the character the due weight that it deserves mm -hmm. and the show the weight that it deserves without sort of going on autopilot. And so I think that's been the biggest challenge, especially in the last few years. But I think we've all risen to it because the dynamics have changed so much on the show, so it's almost like a new... And Sam has changed. And Sam has changed a lot. Because Sam in the first season was wide-eyed, innocent little... Yeah, and she's, like I said, she's, you know, she's had a full arc. She's mm -hmm. now fully realized that it's, you know, a completely different character than what she started out as. Yeah, she's totally different. Yeah. Um, is there some part of Sam that hasn't been addressed that you kind of wish they'd done? No, you know what? Not really. I would like to see her have, uh, have an active command and see how she handles it. I would have liked to have seen that. But other than that, no. I mean, they dealt with her personal life. They dealt with her, her family and her history of, you know, needing to heal from mm -hmm. her family history. And they dealt with, um, with her in an adult relationship. And they dealt with her crushes. And they dealt with her <laughs> as a pure scientist. And right. they dealt with her in a bunch of different realities, dealing with not being military and being military. And they dealt with her as a military person. And perhaps the most impressive and important relationship that they gave her was the one with her father. Yeah, which I think really informs the character of Sam Carter more than any other. And so I don't think that, that there's really anything in huge measure that I, I, I feel hasn't been explored in the course of 10 years. Yeah, I think Sam, Sam Dad is probably next to Sam Pilk. Mm. Those are my favorite relationships. The relationships that they kind of, you know, aren't the main focus. So yes. you treasure those tiny little minutes that you get here and there. Yeah, yeah. And, and we do as actors, too. You know? Yeah, because Sam and Dad, some of the most favorite season two episodes are when those two get interact because it's such a different side of Sam. Yes. I got, I was fortunate enough to talk to Carmen and he's his sweetheart. Isn't he the best? 
And he's absolutely adorable. I cannot say enough nice things about Carmen Argentino. I cannot. There's not enough words in the English language to describe what a genuinely wonderful man he is. Such a sweet guy. Yes. Yes. Um, the suit that you guys did for 200. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. So. Right. <laughs> Which one was your favorite? Mm. Star Trek was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, and especially having Brad Wright do the, you know, I can't get any more to do something. <laughs> um, he was great. That was fun. I and the puppet thing was really fun. Mm -hmm. Gosh, you know what? The whole Rick reappearing, everything, the, the wedding, the scene that's not shown, well, that was never a scene, but Rick had lived in the wedding was, uh, you know, Daniel turns to O'Neill and says, you know, she doesn't show up, so people are going to think. And then, of course, I beam in. But mm -hmm. in the, <laughs> the one take that we did, Michael says this, he just turns to, to Rick and says, you know, if she doesn't show up, people are going to think. And Rick really loudly goes, we're gay? <laughs> and uh, Claudia and I were back in the bushes waiting to come on, laughing our heads off. It was just so funny. <laughs> but I would have to say the Star Trek was probably, no, Farscape. I completely forgot about Farscape. Farscape was the most fun spook because yeah. we had Ben and Claudia there. And you were Chiana. I was Chiana. And that was just so, there's no way Sam, you know, Sam and yeah. Chiana are just It was so opposite. much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. That, w I would say, was, was the most fun. The Farscape group. Because we actually, you know, because we had them there. And at the last minute, Ben and Michael switched. So it was great. Oh, yeah. How about, do you think the puppets will show up on the day someday, or do you know what happened to the puppets? I don't know what happened to the puppets. I think the puppets may have gone back. I'm not sure. At our 200th episode party, the puppets were in a big display case. They're very expensive. Yeah, they look. Yeah, they look very. Yeah. No, I don't know where they've gone. corner store. No. I thought that the Hammond puppet and the uh, Harriman puppet were the best. They were so good. The yeah. little eyebrows on Harriman. <laughs> I feel so stupid. <laughs> I mean, when I read that scene, I I was laughing out loud, and then and the gate shuts off. Just a stupid collapse. I just <laughs> cracked me up when I read it. So it, it turned out great. It turned out so great. Well, let's see. And this one, we're having the, tea. The tinkling of a teacup. It's tea. Official English tea. Um, you know, of course, now we know that Saturday's over, and I did a little of this. Any things that only story manager just like, man, I wish. So it's, hey, it's too bad. Not really. Chris and I have always lamented the fact that they, there's never been a real exploration of the friendship between Sam and the dog. Mm -hmm. And yet there has. It's just in, in small moments. Like you said, you know, you sort of treasure the small moments between yeah. the characters. And in the last episode, you sort of paid homage to that friendship in a really subtle way uh, that I actually think is quite lovely. Chris and I had a really, really nice time playing it. Um, I would have liked to have seen, to be honest, more interaction between Daniel and Sam in the last few seasons. Yeah. I missed him. Like I, Sam missed Daniel in the last few seasons. And especially season 10 was very much about Daniel and Bala. Um, and I missed Daniel. Yeah, and, and people have noticed that you know, a lot of times Cameron and Teal go off. Cameron and Teal, Daniel and Bala. And, and Sam. Yeah, I felt very <laughs> six wheelish at times. 
And so I lament that. I lament that there wasn't more interaction between our two characters in the, in the final season. Yeah, because they were such originally you know, it's separated such a beautiful at beautiful friendship you know, between those two. Yeah, the little wonder twins. Yeah, and you know, like when when we did at the end of season eight, um, uh, Mobius. Mm-hmm. Mobius. Yeah, the, t- the time cap. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we did that, we had so much fun. Who playing together? and doing those goofy, goofy takes on our characters. And so, yeah, I lament that. I yeah, wish that there was more things between Sam and Dan. So, yeah, yeah can do anything? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. She, fun. she was a trip. She was just <laughs> fun. I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, she's so cute. The physicality was so fun to play, like that way she walked and the hands and the thumb stuck in the edge of her jacket. And she's very cute. And always trying so hard, but yeah. never quite, yeah. Could yeah. quite get yeah. there. Socially inept. So now you did say that Sam's going to show up on Atlantis. To yeah. some degree. I actually, I, I probably can't say officially because I haven't signed the contract, but I know that I will be doing some. To some extent, maybe one, maybe one, somewhere. Or more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. As soon as it's all signed and sealed, I'll, I'll put it up on my website. Okay. I don't know how the fans will feel about that, and I understand the trepidation of crossing over a major character from one show into another. Um, I think Sam's a logical fit in some ways on mm-hmm. Atlantis, um, but I know that there are Atlantis purists who think the two shows should never cross. There's and I, I understand that. Yeah, there's, there's a fear for some of them that, well, wait a minute, I hardly get to see my favorite characters. It is, we don't need another one. Exactly. There's, there's just this, but, you know, I want to see my favorite. Right. And you know what? You're not going to please everybody. I don't want to be the center of any controversy about it. Um, I, I, you know, I am contractually obligated to the franchise for another year when I signed my contract at the beginning of season 10. I knew that it was a possibility if Mm -hmm. season one went down that I might be doing some Atlantis. And they've exercised their option, which is which is fine. I think it's it, it. There's a potential for a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And not just you know Carter and McKay. Oh yeah. But I think there's a potential for a lot of fun. But know that I'm not, you know, I didn't go up to the writers and say, hey, I want to go on to Atlantis now, what's going on? Right. I mean, it was approached very delicately. Yeah, and I know there's a, a friend of mine, she loves Taylor, and she'd love nothing better than, and she loves Sam, so she'd love nothing better. Yeah. And to see your two favorite characters, there's also some folks who are like, oh, wait a minute, you know, Sam could be in charge of the beta list. That'd be cool. And so there's, so there's options. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are very, you know, interesting. Yeah, the, to the, see how they the topics it. come up upon occasion, and it's you know, of course, like you said, some purists are just a little scared. And I would say to anyone, like they did, you know, like our fans did with SG1 when when Rick left, was give it a chance. And yeah. See. And Ben came in, and you know, or when when Daniel, when Michael left right. in season six, give it a chance and see. And people generally came around. Um, you know, and then with the addition of Vala, people were like, no, no way, mm-hmm. that character should not be on SG1. It doesn't make any sense. People were pretty adamant, and then she won them over. Yeah, and so she, yeah, Jonas, Jonas grew on me pretty much from the beginning, but yeah. by the end, you kind of missed him. Yeah, and Vala, Vala and Cameron are both, it yeah. took them a little while, but they're both yeah. finding their way. And I think so. I think so. Taking a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think, I, I would just say, you know, if it does happen to whatever degree it does happen, you know, keep the door, don't slam the door on me yet. Let's right. see how it plays out. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know whether I fit on that show. Yeah. Um, We'll see. I find it exciting. So. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> there you go, then. Yes. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when you did 
oh, and it's blanking on me, Rodney, and you and the puddle jumper. How did, and that Sam, Rodney's fantasy Sam, yeah. was so different from the real Sam. Mm -hmm. So how did you make them different? She was more, uh, more sarcastic, a little sexier, a little edgier, a little more comfortable in her jeans. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. And able to be a little more whimsical with him because it's the <laughs> duality of I know I'm not really real. Right. But you're, you know, for me, I had to play it as a character, not right. as his, you know, as his fantasy. I, even though I said to David, "What do you see? What do you, mm -hmm. what do you want from me? What do you, what do you see your fantasy being successful? I want it to be successful. Yeah. I want it to be this. I want it." And it's okay. Great. Here we go. So it's just sort of it, she's looser, mm -hmm. and and yet like a little, a little more cheesy. A little like soldiers' fantasy fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, but it was fun. It was fun to play that. Just a little, you know, a little more hands-on hip and a little, oh yeah, come on. Yeah, instead of the prim and proper Carter. Yeah. Well, and I think, though, the prim and proper Carter is not as, is not as, it's not as prevalent as she was. Yeah. I think prim and proper is sort of season six and seven, gone away, eight, nine, ten, a little looser. Ten especially, a lot more relaxed. Yeah, and it, it seemed in the beginning that Sam was saying, I must prove myself. I must Absolutely, prove myself. very didn't. didn't. very didn't. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't. She She's coming to her own as a woman. Mm -hmm. And she's coming to her own as a soldier. And she's coming to her own as a scientist. There's less of that sort of torn angst that you have about, you know, that exactly. I have right. to prove myself. And there's much less of that. And a lot. Yeah, a lot more. I'm here. Get it. Get over it. Yeah. I have to prove that I need to be here. Um... If you could, take a chance, some fantasy episode, just, this is what I'd love to do for Sam, and no worry about, I know you can't do that, there's no budget, there's just, you could say the one fantasy thing you just, you know, mm. and know that nobody would ever say, no, sorry, I can't do that, it's not in budget. I don't know that it would be, that I, I think it would probably be something that I would do would be very simple, and it wouldn't necessarily strain the budget so much. <laughs> I mean, I always enjoy the interaction between all the characters. I would like to see sort of a more personal episode about them, you know, going camping or, I mean, I know it's not SP1, yeah. and obviously something happens while we're there right. that, you know, sends us off on some adventure, but we kind of did it earlier with the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, the one at um, Landry's Cabin. Yeah. Uninvited, maybe? Yes. Kind of, but not successfully did it there, I don't think. But I liked the end, the scene where we're all just hanging out. I, as mm -hmm. an actor, loved playing that. Scene. Yeah, that I was a lot of fun to watch. But it was fun to do it. So that kind of thing, where it's just hanging out by the fire and roasting marshmallows and telling ghost stories. <laughs> Something stupid. <laughs> I know it's not the SG-1 necessarily, right. but it's about the characters. Yes, or Sam and Daniel go off and do something, or Sam exactly. and Jeff go off and do something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, from Liz uh, Love. She said that Sam is a very self-possessed and strong woman. Would you like to try something different for your next role? Maybe girly or something humorous. And if you had a choice, which would you choose? Humor. Absolutely. I'd love to do something humorous. I don't pull off girly that well. I don't pull off, you know, that sort of sexy, um, bombshell-y kind of giggly. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I can't do that. I, I wish I could. It's one of my limitations, but 
I don't feel that I can do that very well. So humor, most definitely. But I think that if I were to do anything sort of girly and sexy, it would be because I'm smart and strong, or the character I'm playing is you know, smart and strong, right. and therefore sexy in a more mature way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't do in girly a more well. real way. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, in a more real way. Um, but definitely, if I had my druthers right now, I'd be doing a comedy next. I'd be doing something goofy. That'd be good. Yeah. Now, I know you said that you'd love to play Eleanor Dacopane. Mm-hmm. But who would you be your Richard Burton? to depend on who was around at that time. It was, you know, a little way from the road. Yeah. But in, in, in rea- like in one of today's actors to play it? Hmm, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. Um, oh, no. That's a really good question. I'll have to think about that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have to think about that. Daniel Craig may be the new Bond. He might be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, because I honestly, I actually, I love that movie. I've watched it. And the play is amazing. I mean, the play, the movie is mm-hmm. basically the play. I don't think they deviated too much at all I, from the script. Yeah, I don't think but so. But it's just a phenomenal script. It's just so well written. And it's all character interactions. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just yeah. the, the relationships between all the, the brothers. And yeah. It's what makes it to me the most interesting. And Eleanor's not huge in the play. I mean, she's, you know. Yeah. But the scenes that she has with Henry are unbelievable. Like a dream to sort mm-hmm. of play that wit and that speed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd have to think about my Henry. I don't know who that would be. So let's see. Repli. Oh, I can't pronounce her name. Replicarche? Replicarter. <laughs> horrible. I'm massacring the poor girl's name. Replicarche. She may be French. Maybe that's my problem. French and I don't get along well. Um, you said you wanted to direct. Mm-hmm. What would you like? Or do you have any plans? Or I do. You know what? I am going to direct. Um, I I am in touch right now. I recently got back in touch with a woman who does some incredible documentaries. Mm-hmm. And I'm a massive, massive fan of her. Her name's Lee Bagley. And, uh, Badgley. And she is so talented and so amazing. And I'm hoping that she will allow me to sort of sit on her shoulder for a little bit and just watch. (laughs) Because I would love to do documentaries Mm -hmm. of the ilk that she does. She just did an amazing documentary on Greenpeace and and about what was going on in Argentina in this particular area where they were just clear-cutting and it was all these native Indians that were being displaced in a massive way. And because of this film and the attention that it got and the attention that Greenpeace was able to bring to the problem, the, the president has now made the land, like endowed the land, so nobody can touch them ever again. That's probably the one question, we'll just get this here, because you kind of talked us downstairs. Because I know it's your lady, you said you're the future project. Mm-hmm. So what else can you share Nothing now? At the moment. Okay. Until we get our funding and start shooting. Um, but it's something I'm very excited about. It's a completely different character for me. It's, and it gives me the opportunity to do something behind the scenes as well, with a, a bit more, not control, I wouldn't say, but to have a bit more participation mm-hmm. in the actual entire process instead of just showing up on set with my lines memorized. So I'm kind of excited about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
just a tease that it's something that I'm very excited okay. about. But knowing still that I'm, uh, you know, my home is on Stargate and I'm going back to that and I'm very happy to be going back to it. But there's something, you know, a brewing because you have to keep all your irons in the fire. Right. Yeah. Okay. One last question. You should keep it out. What are the fondest memories that you take with you? It's the little things that I'll take with me. It's the little daily memories of laughing on set, of, of getting a hug from Chris Sigmund when I sit trailer in the morning, of looking over at Michael and not having to say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, everything being understood. It's, it's our crew. It's, it's the sense of family and the sense of familiarity and the sense of sort of fun. We always had a sense of play. And the, it's kind of the magic of what Stargate was, that all our guest stars had a good time coming to our show, that visiting journalists always had a good time, mm -hmm. that fans who were able to come onto the set had a good time, that everyone felt welcome on our show. There was nothing austere or pretentious or highfalutin about us. We were and are, I think, just really down-to-earth people who are happy to be working. And for whatever reason, the combination of all the people who are involved on that show made it that kind of place. It made it a very, very magical place. The sunsets are not comfortable to walk on. Right. And it's not because people are not nice. It's just there's a different vibe. Mm -hmm. Our show had a very cool vibe. Just, I, I don't know what it was. There's something magical about Stargate and the combination of people. I don't, you know, it filters down from the top most definitely, but it, there was something about it. And crew would talk about missing our show. Mm -hmm. You know, people that have moved on or moved on to Atlantis or, you know, you know, always the directors love to come back. Atlantis right. has a similar feel. Their sense of family is really developing, and they're a fun show, too. And so I guess, you know, you can only think that it's, it's the combination. Maybe it's the Bridge Studios. Maybe it's yeah. the soil. I don't know, but for some reason it's a magical place. And that's as goofy as that sounds, is what I'll take away with me. But I was able for 10 years to work on a show that was really genuinely a joyful place for people to come. And we were always really proud of that. It was so nice here. It was really proud of that. That's cool. Yeah, it's not a good idea at all. Sure. Probably a lot of people wish they had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for to be able to do that for 10 years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hi, I'm Martin Garrow, and this is GateWorld.net, your complete guide to Stargate. Disengaged.